something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our favorite intimacy expert, Susan Bratton, is back. Hi, Susan. Hi, cutie pies. It's very nice to see you both today. We are so happy to have you back. I was thinking as I was prepping for this podcast, nothing like a little sex talk over coffee, you know? (laughs) Sex and coffee. You know, it's funny because the world has been so heavy lately that our podcast sort of took a turn and Kelly and I were talking. We were like, we need to lighten this stuff up. And she was Mm. like... What about we get Susan back and we talk yeah, about sex? And I was Susan like, there we, we go. Talk dirty. there we go. <laughs> now, now we're, we're talking. <laughs> well, when I initially reached out to you um, to come back on the podcast, I was telling you that we're kind of doing the focus on mental health awareness right. month. Yeah. And I really like Chip and I were talking. I find sex and intimacy to be such an important part of mental and emotional health. Yeah. Yet it doesn't seem like something we absolutely talk about a lot. Can you speak to that a little bit, like just the importance Mm -hmm. of sex and intimacy for our mental health? Yeah. Well, there's two things that come immediately to mind. I mean, I could probably do a, I could probably do a two hour monologue on all the reasons why you want to keep attention on your sex life, especially when you're feeling anxious, depressed, et cetera. But there's two big things that come to mind. Okay. The very first one is physiological, which is that. When you have, and I'm going to say when you have orgasms, it reboots your nervous system. Mm -hmm. And a lot of Mm. sex experts will say, take the focus off of orgasm, just enjoy the pleasure. And I really call malarkey on that because orgasms are just learned skills. And if you think, oh, I'm just not the kind of person who can have that, then all of a sudden you are... uh, you know, not even trying anymore. Yeah. Uh, and that happens. Um, I, I got to switch my position here. I'm icing my knee. Oh, I no. had a skiing accident and I'm I thought on my you were going to have 
a sex injury. <laughs> I, no, I never well, know with you, Suze. Honestly, it is making my, it's making my, it's putting a crimp in my sex position. Oh, man. Little, I know that's bullshit. Um, yeah. I mean, I have to be, I'm like an a hundred year old lady in bed last night. I want to tell you about the super hot sex date I had with my husband, but I'll answer your question first. I was okay. just wiggling around and you can hear the no, ice I'm pack. making a note so we don't forget that. So, so number one thing is that sex, sex, Orgasms are a learned skill. So if you don't think you can have them, if you get this in your mind, honestly, it's a mindset issue more than it is anything else. Orgasm. Yeah. And so if you know what to do and you believe you can do it, you will do it. And you can have all the 20 kinds of orgasms that the male and female body that the homos that we homo sapiens can have. And the best thing about having sex is having orgasms, however you do it. It doesn't have to be through penetration. It can be anything. Use your vibrators, solo pleasuring. And when you do it, reboots your nervous system. It's literally like pushing the reset button. And when it floods you with all those feel-good neurotransmitters and you get that endocrine cascade and you get that literal reboot to your system, it just makes you have a better reset. Now, that being said, there are some people who are literally too depressed or too anxious to enjoy intimacy. So I definitely understand that it's not available to everyone that's listening. But if if you're if you have the possibility to have pleasure, I really want to encourage you to try to find a path to take it because mm-hmm. it is singularly one of the best things that and walks in nature and healthy food and quality water and a, you know just movement, nutrition, self-care and self-care includes hashtag self-care down there. So it's, it's really, really important. And then the second piece of it is that when you have intimacy and you have intimacy with a partner, it brings you closer. Mm -hmm. It's an emotional bonding opportunity and it gives you practice at opening your heart and connecting with other. And that makes you feel less alone and less like you're in your particular soup you know, that you're in your emotional soup. And so it's really those two reasons that I think are the biggest ones, the hormone cascade and the feeling closer and connected, the the reboot and the endocrine cascade, the body base, and then the heart base, the emotion based Mm. piece of it. And they really are two sides of the same coin. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you take away having sex from the notion that it means intercourse, because that's a very kind of patriarchal religious orientation. Sex is for procreation only. You'll (laughs) burn in hell if you don't do it. If you do anything else, masturbation will make your hair grow on your palms. I'm trying to sound like the freakiest person I possibly can. (laughs) Um, You know, that's all bull. Everything, yeah. everything's included. It's AI always included. And uh, so whatever your path to pleasure and connection is, connection to yourself above all, mm-hmm. and connection to a partner, if you're lucky to have one, just start baby steps. You know, it's interesting. 
one of the programs that I that I have that I publish because I'm a publisher of passionate lovemaking techniques and bedroom communication skills is a program that is primarily targeted to men. It's called the Seduction Trilogy, Seducer Tonight, The Seduction Accelerator, and How to Be Her Sexual Trainer. How to help Ooh. your partner overcome all of the societal downline crapola we've been fed about being sluts if we're, you know, sexy and mm. all this kind of stuff. And the skill that it teaches, the single skill that it teaches is this notion of running small offers because men are generally hornier than women right at the outset. They've got a lot of testosterone. They masturbate on a daily. They get really fast erections where women don't have any of those particular things in large measure. That's a tinier amount for us. And so we're not as like ready to go. And so we have to, we have to help our guys slow down and turn around and come back and get us. And mm -hmm. sex can seem like an insurmountable chore for us when we're not turned on yet. And so I teach men this notion. I call it, it's actually at moresexmoreoften.com. You might want to put that in the notes, more sex okay. more often. Cause that's what guys want. They want more sex more often. And uh, <laughs> like make it simple. And it really teaches this idea of how do you make a woman small offers? And I think when people have anxiety, when they have depression, they could get there if we took more time making smaller offers of pleasure to our partners. And so in that book, it teaches you a bunch of ideas of, of what smaller offers are and why that's so important. And that's a free download, actually. That's a free okay. kind of introduction to the seduction trilogy that your listeners can just go and get more sex more often. And I think that of all things, because performance anxiety is the number one thing that everybody struggles mm -hmm. with around the intersection of you know their emotional mental situation and their actual in the set time in the saddle if you will yeah i mean you're touching on basically all the topics i wanted to touch <laughs> on which is great um but cuz i do look at the mental health piece as it relates to sex and intimacy as those two different issues it's like the one part of it is it's a basic human need mm -hmm. and like i and do right. feel like societally we're starting to discuss that more openly but for so long just as you're saying especially for women it's been yeah. very taboo to talk about and so we kind of file it into this box that's not really that important for our survival when in reality it really is like it's yeah. it's a major pleasure point which you touched on a lot in the last podcast but i hear you even talking today about mentally like all the chemicals that are released so emotionally for our nervous system like a really a deep way to reset. I really think that that's true. But then on the other side of it, if you're in a hard place going through life transitions or stress, or maybe you've had a baby or anything like that, it does seem like our mental and emotional state can kind of block us to mm -hmm. sexual intimacy, um, either with ourselves or with a partner. So I love that you're touching on ways that a man can help a woman maybe kind of reconnect to that? Are there other tips that come to mind immediately for you, for all of us with that? Like if we're going through, you know, I think the whole world went through a really hard time during the pandemic yeah. and things like that. Like what are ways that we can help ourselves get to the place of intimacy when we're going through stressful times? Yeah. Cause I, I want to add to that question too, mm -hmm. because when I'm you know, one one thing that would concern me if I were in a relationship with someone that was in a dark place is how to not make it feel 
like you're being selfish, like it's something that you want? Like, how do you make sure that you're communicating in a way that it's about actually pulling them out of a hole Mm -hmm. versus you just getting your rocks off? Getting your needs. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Well, that goes back to the, the smaller offers kind of thing and extending foreplay in ways that Um, And and I don't even like the term foreplay and sex because it goes back to that whole patriarchal construct of sex is just intercourse and everything has to lead up to it. Mm -hmm. So I think I would like to tell you about the sex date that I had last night with certain my husband of 30 years next month. Oh my my God. Congratulations. I've been having sex with daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Good for you. Man, was it good last night. I'm literally right now. She's like taking off her sweater right now. She's sweating. (laughs) I got all excited. You got a flash thinking about it. I'm like, huh? This is not a strip tease. This is like my fear. (laughs) So last night we started. Almost all of my lovemaking dates now start with rubbing pain cream into something. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, whatever it takes. (laughs) At 61. Yes. Sometimes things hurt because I work out every day. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually on my, I'm in my workout clothes, icing my knee on my way to work out. Also, when, we're, when we're done recording this podcast, you should know that T- Chip side texted me and said, she looks amazing. <laughs> you look amazing. <laughs> you so look whatever fam- you're doing really yeah. works. Yes. That'd be your regimen. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, a, it's a lot of orgasms, exercise, cryo, red light, and Vasper. <laughs> what is <All> right. Vasper? <laughs> it's like an exer, it's like an exer bike. Oh, kind yeah. of thing that uses blood flow restriction that holds more lactic acid in your limbs so that uh and it cools you down and you do high intensity interval training and you can train harder because you're cooler and the lactic acid buildup that you get is greater than working out for an hour or an hour and a half and oh, you do it in 20 crazy. minutes i do it after my workout wow. and then the lactic acid signals the pituitary gland to release an endocrine cascade of growth hormone, testosterone, all the feel-good neurotransmitters, et cetera. And that lays down more muscle all over your body. uh, And it doesn't rip things up to build them afresh like weightlifting does. It's not hormesis. It's just new muscle tissue. And I'll tell you something. Last night, I don't want to skip too far into the hot sex day, but last night I was cowgirl style on Sir Tim. And <laughs> because I had this interesting experience, that I want to share, share because it's like a mental health kind of insight. Okay. I was sliding down on top of him and I was like, feel these squats, feel them, daddy, grab onto them. Aren't they great? You know, like I'm super solid at 61, which is amazing too. It turns me on to be so strong. I feel like Barbie the Barbarian, you know, I just, feel, I'm the, I'm the Glamazon, you know, yes, I'm like, that's like goddess energy right there. I love that. And it that. really makes you feel so good. All that extra testosterone doesn't hurt a bit with your libido either. I right. gotta tell you. 
Right. <laughs> so anyway, I work out every day and there's always something. I had a ski accident, whatever. I hurt my foot, whatever. There's always some little thing. And so my love making dates start with my lover rubbing pain cream into everything that hurts. And I love that THC CBD pain cream we can get mm-hmm. here in California. As a matter of fact, my mother who has ex- 85 extreme back issues and she would have to be on opioids to just survive. She survives with no problem using the THC pain cream on her back and legs. It's wow. that good topically. So yeah. um, that really is it. We just like my husband will lean up against the headboard in the bed. I'll have my head at the foot of the bed under a pillow. I'll drape my knees. In this case, it was my knees and my ankles over him. And he'll just rub and we'll talk and we'll chat and we'll connect because we've worked together for 17 of the 30 years we've been together. And we've been together so long that sometimes we barely even have to talk to each other. And other times what we're talking about are business things. So it's really nice for us to have some space in our sex life to just connect our hearts and talk Mm. about whatever and just relax together. Yeah. Because relaxation is the foundation of arousal. You can't get turned on until you're relaxed. And this is where a lot of performance anxiety comes. It comes from, oh my God, I have to be ready for intercourse. I'm not ready. Or the guys are like, what if I don't last long enough? Or what if I don't make her have an orgasm? And so there's just performance anxiety for both parties. And when you start with just connecting and laughing and rubbing and touching, it's just, it's just such a nice way to start. And then after he rubbed me, I iced because Mm -hmm. I had to, he got all that fluid moving and all that lymph moving. So he went and he was working on launching my OnlyFans VIP perks. I launched an OnlyFans this year since I've seen you. Oh my gosh. I wanted a place where I could have beautiful photos of a 61 year old woman who, I mean, I would just have to remove this kind of ageist about beauty. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be able to talk about techniques and things that I can't talk about on Instagram, which is where I still have most of my followers. And so I just created this. um, And this is another interesting mental health piece. I just launched these and I will pick up all these threads. Don't you worry. I just launched this quiet vibe awards today. I'm launching my quiet vibe awards. I found the 10 quietest, most powerful, different types of sex toys that I think are really great for singles, couples, male bodies, female bodies, the top 10. And and that's because I'm a highly sensitive person. And a lot of people who have mental issues are highly sensitive people. And that is genetics. It's genetics. Mm-hmm. We are born highly sensitive. There yeah. are no tags on my clothes. I can. I hate scratchy stuff. I hate loud noises. I hate repetitive noises. I hate, you know, all kinds of things like that. And so I don't like toys that are noisy because they take me out of my turn on. Oh, and I yeah. know there are a lot of people who live in homes with their children or they mm-hmm. live in a community or roommate situation. They don't want everybody knowing they're using a sex toy. And right. so I launched the Quiet Vibe Awards and I 
did a video series where I show how to use them and what I like about them on video in my new VIP perks. And um, so he ran and he was kind of nursing that and getting that launched in time for this morning. And then he came back after my knee was iced and he gave me a yoni massage and he gave me the most long, languorous yoni massage in the history of womankind. And a yoni, <laughs> yoni is a tantric lovemaking word. It's actually a Sanskrit word that means the female urogenital system, all the parts. And the reason I like yoni instead of vulva or yeah. vagina, vagina yeah. is patriarchal. It's just all that matters is what I stick my penis in. Uh, and vulva is really only the face, the outer face of the vaginal area. It's not all the good bits, the buried pleasure. And so I love the word yoni because it sounds like my little yoni, even though mine's giant. <laughs> and it's so nice because it's everything. And what I try to get across to couples is start your lovemaking sesh with a yoni massage or some pain cream if you need it. You're like a cold mama <laughs> like me. And start with that because that's what brings all that blood flow to all her erectile tissue. Because if you think about a penis, you know, you've got a banana. Well, you think that, okay, that's a penis. A banana is a penis. Half of his banana sticks out of his body. Half of it sticks down and in toward his testicles. So if you take all that fruit of that banana, it's a pretty large amount of erectile tissue in a man's penis. Mm -hmm. Take it out turn it into a circle with a point at the top and then lift the cover off the vulva, lift the skin off and plop it right inside there around the vaginal canal. And literally we have as much erectile tissue as our male body partners, but it's all these nooks and crannies. It's little mm. arms and little legs and a little sponge and a little tube and a, you know, and a shaft and a little tip and is all these pieces to ours. It's not so simple. Oh my God, if you could just use the yoni, and by the way, the penis is called the lingam in Sanskrit. If you could just compare the yoni to the female and the lingam to the male, straight shot, single-minded, here he goes, boom, he's ready to go. The yoni is like, I've got nooks and crannies. It's going to take me all this time to get warmed up. That's the difference between men and women right there. It I was going to say right that sums up everything, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> it's like, like that's like a physiology. life metaphor. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... 
actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. iHeart Podcast Awards 2023 Podcast of the Year, Las Culturistas, with SNL's Bowen Yang and comedian Matt Rogers. There's stuff happening in 2024 that we really need to address. Pop culture and huge guests like the latest episode with... Dua Lipa! The more I think about it, the more scared and nervous I get. Listen to the newest episode of Las Culturistas with Dua Lipa and all episodes on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Las Culturistas to start listening. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about a yoni massage? Because this is something that I've learned a little bit about in the last couple of years. Yeah. But like, how did your husband learn how to do that? What mm-hmm. is it? I'm sure Chip yeah. loves this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well... But there's I know there's a lot of Yoni and is learning, you know, there's yes. always Yoni's and Lingham's and they both yeah. love erotic massage. So yes. I learned it by um, it's really the thing that saved my marriage, in all honesty, to almost 20 years ago. And the thing that got me into my second career as a sex bird in my 40s, when I hadn't had orgasms from intercourse, you know, for over a decade of having intercourse mm-hmm. with my husband, I don't want to do it anymore. It wasn't any fun for me. And he's like, all right, well, we got to fix this. How do we have, yeah. how do we help you cross the gasm chasm, right? How do we close yeah. that orgasm gap? And we learned a version of uh, expanded orgasm called orgasmic meditation, which is a clitoral stroking technique that helps women have really incredible orgasms by very, very lightly stroking their clitoral structure. And I started having orgasms from manual stimulation. And then I was able to cross train into orgasms from intercourse because I learned how to become massively orgasmic with this manual hand stroking technique. Hmm. And that's what we went on to start our company 17 years ago, Personal Life Media. We started with Expand Her Orgasm Tonight, a program that teaches these these clitoral stroking techniques. And then over time, what I realized was that I didn't want him to start directly on a clitoral stroking, that it was actually too fast for me. And I wanted more massage around the outer side of my vulva. I wanted it on my mons, my outer labia, my groin, my sweet little cheeks. And so over time, he just developed this incredible way of activating and enlivening all the tissue in my entire yoni by just systematically rubbing it and me telling him where I needed most of the rubbing and kneading and pulsing and all the different types of things that he does. Sometimes he just takes my yoni and he's just like squishing it, you know, once he gets it warmed up. So we have, uh, and if, if your listeners are interested in how to do this expanded orgasm practice, we have expandherorgasmtonight.com, which has three free pleasure reports that give you 
what what is expanded orgasm, how to touch for rapture, and the power of peaking, which is a, a an orgasmic pleasuring technique that's very, very important for helping women climb the arousal ladder. Mm. So expand her orgasm tonight is where we started, and then we just got better and better and better at these incredibly relaxing yoni massages. So I laid there. And the nice thing about expanded orgasm practice is that it teaches you as a woman that you are not, it, it removes the performative and the quid pro quo. It re removes any requirement for me to be like moaning or writhing or doing anything or touching him in any way. I literally just lie there as quietly as I feel like until my body starts to be able to want to moan. Sometimes it just starts out with my moans of my mouth closed and then my mouth opens and more moans come out. And then my body starts moving and writhing under his hands. I have learned to wait, to allow my body to get turned on. It will get turned on. I trust it now. I'm over my performance anxiety. Will I be able to come? Oh, girl, you know you're going to come buckets. You just got to let, Yoni, you just got to give Yoni her head. She's just got to do what she's going to do that day. It's different every day. Let her do it. And let's all, let's both see, Tim and I, what Yoni's doing by the sound she makes and how long it takes her and what she wants. And she tells me, oh, I want more light strokes on my inner labia. Oh, that spot on my mons that always has like a stitch in it. That really needs rub. Oh, a little lighter. It's really stitchy today. Or, oh God, it feels so good when you just rub up and down on my outer labia. Last night, I really wanted a lot in my groin. I wanted him to like really get right where my leg meets the trunk of my body, right in there, it really was just, I probably from working out, it needed to be released. The, the belly above the mons is critical for our blood flow into our pelvis to engorge all that erectile tissue and plump it up. Mm -hmm. So basically in a nutshell, what he's doing is he's giving me a hard on. Yeah. He's giving me a full vulval hard on all the tissues getting all plumped up. So I get my lady boners. Yeah. And it's not just about tip of the clit. I recently had uh, a, an incredible experience just in the last, um, I would say eight months where I was my girlfriend's ecstatic birth partner. I, she's not my lover, but she wanted to have an ecstatic home birth. And so I gave her yoni massages on call. She would call me and be like, can I come over? Can you come over? And I gave her yoni massages. And I remember when I began to do to her what my husband had done to me, because I'd never done this to a woman before. Um, she said, my God, I've never had anybody do anything other than just stroke my clitoris overly hard and then stick something in my vagina. Mm -hmm. Nobody's ever touched all these parts before. So it's just this massively cathartic experience to be like, you don't need to do anything. You don't have to pretend you're coming. You don't have to, there's nothing for you to do. You just be, and let's see what body is doing today. I am going to lovingly massage every part of your yoni. And if you don't want me inside, I won't go in. I'm going to wait a long time before I ask you if I can enter you. And it's so relaxing and reverential. And there have been many times over the last 20 years that he's been doing this to me that I've said, 
I don't want to go further. That's all I want. And he's been, okay, no problem. Because he knows that if he, if he, if he expects, if I am expected to do more and I'm not in the mood for it that day, and it's rare, it's maybe like 2% of all the times I get a yoni massage. I'm like, I'm tired. I got to go to bed now. I'm done. I don't, I don't want more. He's like, that's fine, babe. And he tucks me in. He pulls the covers over my shoulders and tucks me in and lets me go to sleep. That's how, that's your path to a woman saying yes to yoni massage every time you offer or every time she asks and being willing to ask for it because there's no requirement that she does more. She 95, 98% of the time she wants more. Right. But it's that 2% that's the make or break. There's no need for me to do anything. And then I want more because I'm not afraid to ask for it. And then we got good together. And then I got real turned on and it was so nice. So he gave me a yoni massage and then he went back and he nursed OnlyFans. He's like, we already got three subscribers. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's so (laughs) listening to that. It's what's interesting. Cause I know personally, something that I've struggled with is the vulnerable, vulnerable. I can't say the word vulnerability, vulnerability of, um, not of a feeling like I'm contributing equally, you know, the quid pro quo thing. Yeah. And I think it's really important for all listeners to remember that, like, um, it's really important to find pleasure in giving pleasure when you're having sex. Like I told my boyfriend, like the thing that turns me on the, the most is um, when I feel wanted, you know, like feeling wanted. And that's like all receiving, you know what I mean? It's not about anything that I'm giving. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's, you know, I, I have struggled with like, feeling like a lazy lover or whatever. But like hearing you tell this story, it's like such an important connective tissue, mm-hmm. you know, pun intended, yeah. um, <laughs> of, of a re- sexual relationship is to yeah. allow someone to give you pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you, otherwise you're rushing it and you're kind of missing the boat, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's very so- codependent co- when you... Um, Feel like you can't be your authentic self and allow your body to just respond in the way your body's going to respond in that moment. When you feel like you have to give or you have to be a certain way to get their love, that's actually codependency. Yeah. When you have, when you hold your boundary around, I'm going to allow my body to naturally respond, then your partner knows that those moans are for real. Mm-hmm. And that right. gets gives them more pleasure right. than if you were to be like, oh, baby, this feels so good. Blah, blah. Hey, just calm the fuck down. Shut up. Lie there and just enjoy and allow me to pleasure you and just be real in your response. The more we can get out of the I've got to be doing something and into the I'm just being here with you and we're seeing what happens together. It's it actually is more exciting. It's not performative. It's actually just responsive. Yeah, and I think that's and you know there's that difference between responsive and spontaneous sex, um, where where the male body being so much more generally turned on and ready to go, they are spont- they're spontaneous. They're built to be spontaneous because they have to be ready for when 
whenever she's ready. So, so at any moment you can be like, I'm horny. Can we have sex? And, and pretty much a male bodied partner generally will be like, yeah, sure. I can, I'll be able to get it up for you. Let's go. Uh, cause he's, he's ready. He's more ready all the time than the female body. So the Yoni massage is like just such a great trick. Yeah. And then that leads to more. Do you want to hear the rest of the sex day? Obviously. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. So he comes back. He's like, we got three, we got three subscribers. And we're like, oh, this is so much fun. Yay. And then, um, and that was in like, you know, half an hour or something. Right. So then um, what happened next? Uh, oh, oh, I was going to tell you. Here's another thread I'm going to pick up. So I had a lot of sexual abuse as a child and um, my stepfather uh, repeatedly abused me and beat me and did all kinds of horrible things. And I've really generally come to terms with it all. I've worked with a therapist. I've come to compassion and forgiveness. I've uh, noticed when it's running me and I I readjust and, and all of those kinds of things. But I've always had this weird thing with intercourse where when I'm penetrated, it kind of, for for a moment, it takes my arousal down and I have mm. to kind of really struggle a bit to adjust to it. And over the last few years, I've been working on my cowgirl sex position, um, learning how to get myself off on my husband's man cannon, as I like to call it. <laughs> and... <laughs> and I have wanted to be on top so that I have a lot more control over it. It gives the woman a lot more control over the strokes and the depth and the speed and all of those kinds of things. And so one of the things I realized just recently was I need to be in control of the moment of initial penetration because when I was penetrated against my will, it set a you know, an upset in my body, a trigger, a PTSD type of a trigger in my body that is to, is with me to this day, even though I know that I'm in a totally loving place with my husband, you can't out-rationalize enteric triggers, enteric being your body's, your body's nervous system that holds memory. And so I said to him, I, I think I just always want to start our intercourse sessions with um, me sliding down on top of you. Cause I seem to be okay after I get through that initial penetration, but I, I, I wasn't ready. But before we got to the penetration, I forgot one part. I was really turned on by that Yoni massage. And one of the things that I am is a sex toy master. Um, I'm one of the books I'm writing right now is called orgasmic cross training. And it's the eight kinds of toys that activate your entire yoni so that all of the tissue gets stimulated so that you become massively multi-orgasmic and explaining what each of them are and how to use them and where to use them and why they are additive to your orgasmic expansion. And so I like to use a lot of toys during sex. And so right after 
uh, my Yoni massage, I really wanted to use this little vibrator I love called the Tango X. And I wanted to kneel over my husband kind of next to him. He was lying on his back and I wanted him to play with my breasts because over the years I've learned how to make my breasts and nipples massively orgasmic for myself. Yeah. And so he was playing with my boobs while I was kind of kneeling above him with the vibrator on my clitoris having orgasms while he told me how sexy and beautiful I am, which I really like. I like words of adoration. One of my friends recently told me I have an adoration kink. And I said, I don't think it's a kink. I think everybody wants adoration. I think everyone a kink, does. Yeah. A kink yeah. is something that not that many people want to do. Right. I think everybody wants adoration. And I love when my lover tells me all kinds of incredible things about how great I am. So especially while I'm having orgasms. So I did that for a while and then I gave him oral pleasuring because he loves that. And so one of the other things, it was so cute, you guys. I was at a bar. I was at the Four Seasons in Austin, Texas with some of my girls yeah. uh, for a conference. And one of my girlfriends sidles over to me and she goes, "Can you, I have this new boyfriend and I want to give him a really good blowjob. Can you teach me how to give him a really good blowjob? And I was like, yeah. Can you?" She's an, she's an essential oils uh, she runs an essential oils company. And I said, yeah. um, can you teach me how to give myself a lymphatic drainage massage, self-massage with, with essential oils? And she's like, totally. So here we are in the bar Rainy. drinking pink champagne. She's doing essential oils all over my neck and all this stuff. And then I told her how to give her boyfriend the most incredible blowjobs. And she's, and, and after I told her, I said, so what were the things that you felt were the most interesting things that I told you? And I remember one of them was, you can get him to hold his dick up for you. Oh. <laughs> She's like, I, I never thought about having, because it's either. hard. It's hard to, if you got to, it depends on which direction the penis is angled on your lover as to where you need to have your body to get the maximum ease of flow in your mouth. And, um, it's really when I like my husband to lie down, I like to kind of be over him, yeah. but I need both hands to hold myself up so I don't get tired. So he holds his penis up while I pleasure it. And then he'll stroke my hair and stroke my back and moan and tell me how beautiful I am and how sexy I look and how turned on he is and all that stuff. And it's so nice. Yeah. So it was so cute. She's like, I never thought about asking. I never thought about that either. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. So I pleasured him and pleasured him and he had a great time. And then when I got tired, I stopped and I laid next to him and nestled, nestled in his arm and he held me for a while. And then I said, well, I think I would like to slide down on the man hammer. And so <clears throat> I did that and I made love to him for as long as my little ski knees would hold me. <laughs> and then uh, we went, we flipped and went to the um, edge of the bed and he, so my husband, it was so interesting after our date. So we have this thing called sharing frames okay. and sharing frames is you tell your lover things that you really loved about that particular love making date, that session. And um, I said, so afterward, I said, what were your three favorite things about that sesh? And he said, well, Number one was your high heels. And that's, I, I wore this ridiculous one piece 
super hot pink stretchy number where my boobs stuck out and it was super short. So he, there was no panties. It was just this silly little piece of cloth, like a couple of strings and a pair of really sexy, super high, like I have to take them off to get out of bed and go to the bathroom high <laughs> heels that were hot pink with sparkly rhinestones all over them. I love those shoes. And so, <laughs> so he said, my favorite part was your sexy heels and your sexy outfit. My second favorite part was how incredibly well you orgasm the entire three hours of our date. Like unbelievable. I don't even remember what the fourth one was or the third one was. I, I literally can't even remember because you know, you get cum brain. Yeah. So <laughs> I just thought it was so cute. I was like, you like the heels better than the orgasms. He's like, I did. I love the wow. visuals. I'm like, that's so interesting. I would not I would not have, you know, like I wouldn't have known that even though he's constantly like, I right. literally have an unlimited lingerie budget because he loves my lingerie so much. I'm so, still stuck on three hours. I'm like, <laughs> well, what you do? You do I'm the pain cream. Wow. You launch the yeah. OnlyFans VIP perks. You, you, right. you come back, you do the Yoni massage. You know, you got got time for icing. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Ding dong, Las, Las Culturistas calling. iHeart Podcast Awards 2023 Podcast of the Year, Las Culturistas, with SNL's Bowen Yang and comedian Matt Rogers. There's stuff happening in 2024 that we really need to address. Pop culture and huge guests like the latest episode with... Dua Lipa! The more I think about it, the more scared and nervous I get. Listen to the newest episode of Las Culturistas with Dua Lipa and all episodes on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Las Culturistas to start listening. 
I mean, right. There is a lot happening, but I think the one thing I always find real, like I really appreciate this about every time you're talking about these sexual experiences is that like you, you mentioned the part where you were like laid on his chest and y'all started yeah. talking and you were like, then I wanted to, then I want to do this. And it's not this like yeah. sprint to come. It's no. this like marathon and you do all these different positions and you yeah. kind of reconnect in the middle and then you are talking and you're expressing your needs. Like that is intimate. That is yeah. vulnerable too. Yeah. And there's so much of that. You were talking about the performative aspect that mm -hmm. I do think is how most of us have kind of learned how to have sex, you know? And so it yeah. takes out these pieces of this emotional um, fulfillment that I hear you getting as well as the orgasms and probably the best physical experience you could have. Every time my lover has sex with me, it's a constant surprise. He never yeah. knows what I'm going to want because I'm listening to my yoni. Right. I never know either. And so it's very authentic and real and comforting to listen to your body and to ask for what you want. And he asks for what he wants to blow job, blow job, blow job, blow yeah. job, blow job, blow job, blow job. So he likes some high heels, high heels, high heels, high heels. Yeah. But it is relaxing. That's yeah. the thing. That's why it becomes good for your mental health exactly. because it's true. It's vulnerable. It's heart connected. It's languorous. It's no wine before it's time. No rush. Right. And, you know, and, and, and he went out and got us a, a glass of some, I can't ask him what the heck he served me last night. It was a delicious wine. Um, he went and got us some wine before the intercourse. When we were resting, we had a little wine. We just laid there. We have a big pitcher of water. The fireplace is on the mute. We played a seventies romantic or eighties. We played an eighties romantic playlist last night so that was just adorable i mean the 70s had the sweetest or the 80s i guess it was the 80s it had like the most sweetest innocent love songs yeah I mean, so so dark not cheesy like the 50s <laughs> not folksy like the 60s yeah a little edgier like the 80s were just so good and um we just had a marvelous time spending the afternoon making love together and um at the end one of our favorite positions is where <clears throat> my butt is like i literally stand at the edge of the bed and then sit down and lie back my butt's right at the edge of the bed mm -hmm. and my legs are in the air or they're on big pillows i'm a pillow princess big pillows on each side, butterfly leg open, legs open. I'm open. And my head's on my pillow with my satin pillow cover, which is what I like. <laughs> and I, if I'm chilly, I have a little blankie over me. And then uh, he's standing at the edge of the bed. Our bed's the perfect height. He's standing at the edge of the bed and he enters me and I have this new vibrator. So one of my favorite companies is called Fun Factory. And okay. they just came out with a, the new magic wand. You remember the, the wand, your mom's massager? <laughs> remember that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, they, 
mom massager. You know, I'm <laughs> winking like the biggest like side eye wink right now. And um, that's a fantastic massager, especially for people who struggle to orgasm because it's powerful. But the problem is that if you're like me and many, 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 many women who have big inner labia that kind of hang down, which I think are gorgeous. And I don't know why women are embarrassed about their beautiful labia because they look so pretty. Um, if you put that magic wand on there, they do like a motorboat. And it's not that comfortable. So fun factory just came out with a new wand, the new wand. You, you have to get this. If you are listening to this podcast and I have no, I mean, I'm not, it's not a link. I'm not, I'm not going to make any money from telling you this. I'm just telling you that you need to get this new toy. It's the way that it works. The wand it's, first of all, it looks like a sculpture. It feels super light in your hand. You know, it doesn't feel too heavy, but it's rumbly, but the rumbles, when you put it on your body, they penetrate deep into your body. They use some kind of like magnety weighted thing or something. They're Germans. Mm. They know what they're doing. They make <laughs> Porsches, BMWs, etc. This is basically the Porsche of the vibrator universe and the Vim, V-I-M from Fun Factory. It sends the, sends the sensation deep into your body, which means it's getting into all that erectile tissue and stimulating it even more, sending more pleasure signals to your number one sex organ, your brain. So I had that on my clitoris. He was making love to me. We were having intercourse. I was coming and coming and coming and coming. And he was loving it, loving it, loving it, loving it. And finally, we just both had this mutually giant, satisfying, orgasmic explosion together. It was incredible. My mouth just watered. It was incredible. <laughs> and um, that was kind of the the end. And then we laid next to each other in the bed. And I, I turned to him and I said, you know, that chicken leg in the refrigerator, could you go in the kitchen and could you just pull all the chicken off the bone and put it on the plate for me and feed me? And he's like, sure, baby. He comes back. I'm still lying in like orgasmic bliss. He comes back with a plate all warmed up with the chicken, all just super beautifully arranged. I took a picture of it, super beautifully arranged with all the potatoes and the carrots and the leeks and the onions all mixed in just perfectly and a little bit more wine. And we watched Bridgerton, the new Bridgerton. Oh my God. And so then, like... and then we went to bed. I mean, talk about a perfect date. That Gosh, dude truly. knows what to do. Yeah. He is unbelievable in bed oh my god it was so much fun and it was ours and great and that was 30 years we've been together Jeez. Wow. I feel like we need to start a new series called Storytime with Suze. Oh my God. <laughs> like literally the last time you were on the podcast, I got so many messages about how turned on people were. <laughs> and I'm sitting here and I'm like, Jesus, I want this. I'm like baby. trying not to blush. Like, but I'm also I'm like. I'm trying not I've, to slide off my chair. Right. I have su such reverence for how. I haven't like, gotten you two to take your clothes off yet. Sorry. Sorry, Chip. Say that. Say that. Say that. What were you going to say? <laughs> Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper 
into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. iHeart Podcast Awards 2023 Podcast of the Year, Las Culturistas, with SNL's Bowen Yang and comedian Matt Rogers. There's stuff happening in 2024 that we really need to address. Pop culture and huge guests like the latest episode with... Dua Lipa! The more I think about it, the more scared and nervous I get. Listen to the newest episode of Las Culturistas with Dua Lipa and all episodes on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Las Culturistas to start listening. I have reverence for the ease with which you like talk about sex because yeah. it's it's so refreshing like to describe a very intimate private moment. But I, I'm just like, what I'm hearing is like, what would normally sound you know taboo what i'm hearing is like you guys are spending really important time together you know like you're it's the the you're together and whether it's sexual or you're watching tv or drinking wine or eating chicken like it's just a connectivity <laughs> that like I, piece, yeah. I think that like so many of us think of sex either as a chore or something we just need mm -hmm. or want to do and it's mm -hmm. not something that we're like sharing and experiencing mm -hmm. and um even discovery you know it's like oh i just want to get my rocks off and i think especially in the gay world it's a lot of that because you're dealing with two guys that can get hard really fast and come really fast yeah but you know, I like what I'm hearing is like this really romantic sort of idea. I mean, it's not even just an idea because you're doing it, but like it's romanticizing the idea of sex and not in a cheesy way because it sounds like you're still having a lot of fun. If there's a, you know, it's sexy, you know, like I would also think that a lot of women, like if you asked your man, what was your favorite part? And he said the heels. A lot of women would be like, are you fucking kidding me? You didn't like my blowjob. But like the fact that you can be honest, that he can be honest with you about that. And you're like, oh, you like the visual. And you learn from that mm. about how you can please him more. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's just really beautiful. Like it just blows my mind, like the level of comfort that you have in talking about it and sharing with people. I think it's really important. 
Thank you. I, yeah. I feel like in having opportunities like being on your show and being able to talk about things like this, it normalizes it and it gives totally. people ideas for how they can take whatever parts of what I said they that, that they liked and incorporate them. Yeah. yeah. And, and I have a feeling a lot of your listeners will s- send this episode to a friend or a lover and say that. I'll have what she's having. That's what yes. I want. And it doesn't yeah. matter whether you're the, you know, you're straight, gay, male, female, somewhere on the sparkle rainbow spectrum, which I completely and fully support. This is just from a human perspective, what we want. And it is interesting. I have a very large gay following and I have a large gay following for two reasons. Number one, I teach people, I teach men how to do penis enlargement using a vacuum erection device, a penis pump called the Whopper. I have a book called Pump the Pump Guide at pumpingguide.com that has had over 40,000 downloads. I've helped thousands upon thousands upon thousands of men use a pump correctly to get a bigger penis. Because in the gay world, there is definitely an even greater desire to have you know, genitals that match your body. I'm big with bodybuilders and I'm big with gay men Hmm. because they want their package to look like the rest of their body, like blow you away gorgeous. And then the second thing that I spend a lot of time helping gay men get to is heart connection, connecting their heart to their penis, because it doesn't necessarily come naturally to the male bodied person testosterone dominant human being, no matter whether they're straight, gay, or sapiosexual, or you name it, sexual. Um, And so when men come to me and they're like, I want more than I'm getting, and I don't know what it is, I'm like, I know what it is. You got to connect your heart to your Mm -hmm. penis. And once you start doing that, you're going to get the kind of romantic, pleasurable, lovely, beautiful sex that you have been wanting, but didn't have the models for necessarily in that more transactional gay community. I think that's true for all men. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and maybe the men that I'm dating are in a different phase of their life, but I find that they are just as sensitive. They're just, they want to feel something just the same way that I do versus just like, have sex to have sex. Like it really, it's, it's kind of blowing me away, but that yeah. seems to be a consistent theme. And I hear so much of that with your husband too. Like yeah. he genuinely seems to want to feel things with you, you mm-hmm. know, like it's much mm-hmm. deeper than a physical thing. Yeah. Yeah. And my husband is very kinesthetic. So there's three, there's three styles of lovers. There's, vi- and this is just your dominant style. You have all three there's visual auditory and kinesthetic. And you'd think, oh, well, he must be visual because he loves those shoes. But actually, my husband's very kinesthetic um, and he and he's very auditory. He loves it when I tell him dirty stories while I'm making love to him and things like that. I'll make stuff up. I'll get on top of him and make love to him and my little cowgirl yeehaw and tell him the dirtiest fantasy. Yeah. And that's what he loves more than anything. But he also really does love that the the like limbic connection that we have, which he learned from the stroking of my clitoris, Mm. delicate, Mm. gentle stroking. He can just connect with me and take me up into a level of felt pleasure 
that makes me feel like I can touch source, God, Gaia. We go out into the far reaches of orgasmic bliss together. He, yeah. he takes me, I ride his ride. The feedback he gets from me takes him higher. Yeah. I, I mean, shit, maybe you can speak to this more too, but, and maybe this is a human thing, not just a man thing, but I feel like some of the feedback I get is it, it gets men get really turned on knowing how turned on you're getting right. like in yeah, general, that's true. Yeah. maybe that's humans, but I hear a lot of we, that. In we all do. We yeah. all get turned on by getting by turning on our lover as long as it's yeah. authentic and not performative. And right. that's the yeah. trick is like every time you begin to perform, mm-hmm. you got to check yourself. And stop what's a good it. what's a good tactic with our tool that we could use? Because I, I yeah. think that would be you know especially if you've done it for your whole life, like it might be easy to slip into that. And so how do we get ourselves out of it if we find ourselves doing that? Yeah. It's mindfulness practice, just like meditation. Yeah, the more okay. you are aware of it and you stop doing it and you bring yourself back, the easier it becomes to let that go and to drop back into your sensation. So what you do is you go, Oh, I'm doing it. I'm yeah. going to stop. And I'm going to begin to allow myself to feel what my body is feeling and drop into that again and drop back into my heart and back into presence. Okay. So the performative is performance anxiety. It's mm-hmm. I should be acting a certain way. This is what is expected of me. And that is not presence. Mm-hmm. So great sex is a mindfulness practice, just like it's orgasmic meditation. It is a practice. You bring yeah. yourself back, back, back. And then you just end up being able to be present all the time when you take off mm-hmm. the performance. Isn't it just so interesting because obviously we're speaking about mental health, but these same tools, it's the same things you would do to lower anxiety, to get, you know, like everything is about being in the moment, getting back in your body, all of those things. So it just is really applicable to sex and our sex lives too. Perfect. Well, you know what else is, yeah. Well, you know what else is interesting (laughs) is that both have been taboo subjects. In America, it's true. Like, we're just, yeah. you know, we're really finally starting to talk about mental health in a way that we need to. Yeah. But you know, sex is still a very. I think we've probably been talking about sex longer in a less taboo way, but it's still a very taboo subject. Yeah, and it's crazy because it's the the health benefits of both are so obvious. Um, yet you know we seem to want to keep our people down. Yeah. Well, well some people look, want to keep look their at people the French. Down. They we smoke cigarettes wanna... from age six and live to be like a (laughs) hundred, you know, like they're so much more relaxed than us. Yes, they are. They've got their own issues too. Yeah, of course they do. We we are making progress. And, you know, honestly, thank God for podcasts because Mm. most mediums are so censored that there is no room to talk about. Like I can't, I can't write about how to give a yoni massage on Instagram. And I know, and it's so down. frustrating because that's actually, it's like you can go post pictures that you're basically naked in. This is what like we allow. You can go search for porn anywhere, but you can't talk about a way to grow intimately with a partner and a lover, which is yeah. wild to me. It's just like yeah. we're missing the mark a little bit there. Yeah, that's why I ended up at OnlyFans because yeah. it's a place where I can have freedom of self-expression. I can teach people the things they really need to know. And, um, you know, who knows how long it'll be uncensored, who know, you know, who knows how long any platform will ever exist where we can have freedom of expression. But right now we've got podcasting and we've got OnlyFans and those are two places that we can go because I don't want to be in a, I don't want to be in porn 
And um, because it's performative, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like the anti-porn. I'm like all about heart-connected, conscious, passionate, love-making techniques, bedroom communication skills and sexual and intimate health, regenerative health, et cetera. I'm I'm uh, keynoting in Florida at the Biohacking Conference. I'm doing Susan's sexy show and tell at the Biohacking Conference coming up, and uh, really happy to be there, being given the opportunity to showcase toys and technologies that help keep our system younger. Because mm-hmm. I'm really standing for ageless sexuality. Our sex keeps getting better as we age, not worse. Better. I love that you're talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so important. Um, Well, we love that you're doing all the stuff that you're doing. So where can we direct our listeners? I know you've betterlover.com. Betterlover.com. Where else would be a good place for them to find some of your resources? Well, let's see. So what I really do is I have a sex tips newsletter. And if you go to expandherorgasmtonight.com and get the pleasure reports, you'll be on my newsletter. Um, And if you go to pumpingguide.com, you'll be on my newsletter. And um, if you have any questions for me, I I answer all replies to my email newsletter. They come to my inbox, even though I have a care team and have for over, you know, like two decades. Um, I get all the replies to the newsletter so that people can ask me personal information about their sex life, because that's what makes me good at what I do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's their gift to me, you know? Uh, so those are two good places. And then um, you can follow me on Instagram. That's mostly me just pick, pasting cute pictures of myself and Mr. Tim <laughs> and all that stuff. But uh, that's my name at Susan Bratton. And that's the same on OnlyFans. It's at Susan Bratton, onlyfans.com slash Susan Bratton. So these are all the places that I'm putting my best work right now. Um, And on betterlover.com, there's fantastic yoni massage videos that are all free. So um, they're not explicit. Uh, They are me walking you through exactly what to do, describing it and showing you on um, like images of vulvas that are illustrations. So that's super helpful too, if you're piqued by the yoni massage itself. Okay. I love this. Susan Bratton, thank you so much. You're one of our always guests. So fun. Is always I'm so happy to see you both. <laughs> likewise. likewise. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys for listening. I'm going to put all the details for Susan in the description of this podcast because I know you guys are going to have a lot of questions. So <laughs> send them her way. And Susan, thank you again for being here. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, Kelly. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford 
a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care and we'll see you there.